Hey guys, welcome to Recharge, Rebuild and Restore. R3 with me, Ross. Today, I am very graciously blessed with an amazing, wonderful, kind-hearted pastor who is Pastor Eric Morris. Currently, he's serving as the president of the Hope Channel International and host of the Hope Channel Sabbath School. In-depth interactive studies of the Word of God, broadcasting worldwide on the Hope Channel. Born in England, his greatest joy is found in helping people to experience a life-changing encounter with the love of Jesus Christ. He's married to Bohishan Morris, a, fa a family nurse petition. Their favorite hobby is writing scripture songs together. Their songs are heard worldwide on the Hope Channel, Global Network, and numerous Christian radio stations. They have two grown sons. Please welcome Pastor Morris to the podcast. Welcome Pastor Morris to the podcast. Thank you so much, Rosalind. I'm excited to be with you for the uh, Recharge, Rebuild, and Restore podcast. Um, as I had said before to the audience, Please tell us more about your work for the Lord and why are you so passionate for doing this for God? Well, thank you, Rosalind. And you obviously are using media to reach out to bless people's lives. And uh, that's what God has given me the privilege of doing. Uh, even as a young pastor, uh, right. I began uh, with radio programs when I was, I think, about 29 years old. Uh, in, in the church where George Vanderman grew up, of wow. old, Allentown, Pennsylvania. In fact, Pastor Vanderman uh, ordained me to the gospel ministry. And when I was a young pastor, HMS Richards um, gave me some material to encourage me in, in using media in ministry. And here I am many years later uh, as the president of our global television network hope channel we've got 68 channels broadcasting in more than 80 languages around the world so you can imagine that one person or even one team couldn't possibly do that but the bible tells us the gospel of the kingdom must be proclaimed to every language every people group every tongue every nation and so we're just so thankful that we can use media uh, to right. reach out and, and bless people's lives. So Pastor Morris, how old were you when you, you, you feel in your heart that was your passion to go and tell others of the word of God? Well, thank you, uh, Rosalind. I was working for a British bank. I uh, was born in England, working right. for a British bank when I was 18 years old. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I, I had a, a a significant, I would call it miraculous encounter with God uh, right. when I was 18 and mm -hmm. felt a very clear direction of God to leave what I was doing and go and prepare um, to do full-time ministry. But you know, there are many um, types of ministry. I've worked sure. as a college professor teaching mm -hmm. the Bible. I've worked uh, as a local pastor, I've mm -hmm. worked uh, training pastors around the world, 
now I'm working with, uh, with media, but in all of those, what they all have in common is a deep commitment as you shared in my um, kind of bio, and that is to help people experience a personal life-changing encounter with Jesus. Mm-hmm. With, with with God. So you so when you were eighteen and you decided to take that leap of faith to go and tell others of God, were you scared? Were you afraid that <laughs> you wasn't sure, or were you sure that you know what you were doing and you're just gonna just go with the leap of faith because you're going with faith and not faithless, but you're going faithful? I was ap- absolutely certain that God had called me. Um, right. I had uh, a miraculous evidence of that, mm-hmm. but I must say that my first year at Newbold College, uh, which was located just west of London in England, um, there were times when I thought, well, I'm not as holy as all of the people here. Um, <laughs> You know, I was on a life-changing journey. I'd been to secular schools since I was 11 years old. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it would be fair to say I had a form of godliness, but denied the power thereof. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, even when you a clear God has called you, Mm -hmm. um, it's still a journey. Right. And I would say that journey took me some time. And in fact, I think our whole lives uh, were on a journey of what, you know, we speak of as sanctification or uh, more fully reflecting the character of Jesus. But I never doubted that call. And I never looked back in terms of saying, maybe I should go back and do something else. So you, you, you take the call and you accept it and you just keep on going and you're sowing in, in Christ, reaching out to others, telling him everyone of God's love and so they can appreciate and find him for them own self in their own time. You, you, you have said that um, you was in circular school. So when you were there, was it different taking the time to spend with God as when you left that part of secular school and go back into Christian in Christianity school or even a Christian school? Um, I was uh, really not living a vibrant Christian lifestyle in my teens. Oh, so I look back and, you know, it would be easy, Rosalind, for me to say I wasn't as bad as some of my friends. Right. You know, a lot of my classmates would go drinking from one pub to another mm-hmm. and, you know, were promiscuous and, you know, it would be easy for me to say, well, I wasn't as bad as that person. But the truth of the matter is I was estranged from God and it took a miraculous intervention after seven or eight years of secular schooling um, to to impress upon my heart that God was not only real, but that he had a very specific plan for my life. Yeah. Well, I understand for sure. But also to, you know, seeing that no matter where we are and the character that we build upon with the relationship we have with God, we can be anywhere and still live a Christian life, showing others that we are a child of God, that we serve a living God, that we adapt ourselves in a way that people can see that we are different. So they will ask, who are you and why are you different? So then we have the 
we have the way of speaking to them and letting them know through our ministry that we are different and then they will get to know who we are. So it could be, for me, it's not wrong or right, but I think too, for, for my sake, because my children are in circular school, but you teach your children as for me as a parent to know who they are and where they're going. So when people see them and they ask a question, they can be friendly to, to answer back to them. But that was mm -hmm. great that at that age where you were, you was able to make a decision to say, you know what, this is not for me and I have something else you want to explore and you did. And I'm so grateful that you had the opportunity to be where you are right now in your life. And Rosalind, I would agree with you that, you know, praise God, there are some young people who can mm -hmm. be in a secular school environment and survive. Mm -hmm. I think it would be fair to say I was not one of those. Oh, and well. it, it was the mercy of God that rescued me from mm -hmm. that situation. Later, I was privileged to teach for 14 years Mm -hmm. at a Seventh-day Adventist University, Southern okay. Adventist University. I mm -hmm. taught thousands of students during those 14 years. Wow. And I, I know that ah. you, you can find anything anywhere, right? So they could find people who wanted to do inappropriate things. But the chance of finding godly companions in a Christian school, in a Christian university... Mm -hmm. where you worship mm -hmm. together regularly, where right. you have Sabbath activities together, is so much higher than a right. secular institution. In fact, it's very unlikely to find a Christian life partner if, if your only circle of influence is your secular university. So I became, through my own journey and then through the 14 years that I taught at a Christian university, very convinced in the value of having a Christian school, a Christian university where um, a person's faith can be strengthened and Christian friendships can be formed that will last a lifetime. Yes, and that's very, I'm very grateful and fortunate you had the opportunity, but in some cases, not every child have the opportunity that they would like to be able to attend an Adventist school because of depending on the parents, depending on the income, depending on where they live in the, the community. Because for me, for example, I live 45 minutes away where my school is for as a Seventh-day Adventist parent. Sure, sure. And my children is um, cannot get to that location accessibly as I would like to. So there is a difference, you know what I'm trying to say? So yeah. Yeah. I understand, Rosalind. I would say that I was in the same situation from, mm -hmm. from age 11 to 18. Right. There, there was no Christian school near where I lived. Mm -hmm. And my parents uh, did not have the income to send me away to a Christian boarding school. Uh, right. We only had one Christian boarding school in England. And uh, that was not an option for me. Um, so at, in that situation, um, you know, the, the responsibility rests much more heavily upon the parent right. and upon the local church mm -hmm. to provide the spiritual support that that young person needs because yes. uh, they will be constantly bombarded um, 
in a secular setting, not only by their peers, but even by their teachers. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, yeah, we need to be praying for the parents whose children are in those situations. And we need to be praying for the church to be a loving community. Yes, we accept our children and guide them as well. Sure, absolutely. And, you know, let me share one part of the miracle, if I may. Right, Um, go ahead. The reason I became a pastor was because the Holy Spirit impressed an elderly lady. I was working at a British bank. Wow. He didn't know a week before my conversion, the Holy Spirit told her to go to her bank and draw out a pile of cash, put it in an envelope, and without a return address or a name, send that to my house so it would arrive the morning after I surrendered my heart to Christ. Have mercy. Wow. And in that envelope was the exact amount needed for me to leave my job and register to study to become a pastor. I didn't know for the first year who sent that money. But I, I was so convicted because I surrendered my life to Christ on Friday evening. And Sabbath morning, that envelope arrived with the money. That means, Rosalind, it was sent before I even prayed. It was already in motion before I even called out to the Lord. You say, Derek, Derek, how do you know who sent it? Well, at the end of my first year studying to become a pastor, I checked my school bill. I had worked... Christmas holiday, Easter holiday. I had worked during the school year, but I still owed 25 pounds on Mm -hmm. my school bill. And Mm -hmm. I thought, well, I can work during the summer. I'll pay off my debt and and work to earn my funds for the next year. And then an an envelope arrived in the mail. I recognized the handwriting, but this time it had a return address on it. And it was from an elderly widow in the church where I had been uh, attending. Mm -hmm. And she wrote and she said, I just wanted to see. She didn't mention anything about the funds sent eight, nine months earlier. But I recognized the handwriting. And she said, I just wanted to encourage you. And she said, I wanted to include a little something here. Would you like to guess how much she put in that envelope? I would say 500 pounds. No, it was just exactly the 25 pounds that I still owed on my bill. Oh, wow. It, it was to the, to the pound, the exact amount that I owed on my bill. To God, give it to God. Well, well, seeing that you have so much experience and, and, and testimonies to share, um, you know, during the pandemic, it was very hard for everyone that was, was going through. What was, what was negative and the positive part of it for you? And how do you feel going through the pandemic uh, for the past? Well, there's year? a promise, Rosalind, in the Bible that you, I'm sure, know in Romans chapter 8, mm-hmm. verse 28, which says, we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. That means that we look at any challenge as an opportunity for God to work good. 
So when the pandemic began, Hope Channel Studio was shut down. The building was shut down. We were grounded from any travel. You say, Derek, how can you continue? Well, the answer was we moved to home studios. We used new technology until they allowed us to open the studio again with limited occupancy. What happened as a result of the pandemic is that Hope Channel International, not just in North America, but around the world, became more creative about using technology to reach people for Christ. Let me give you one example, Rosalind. In South America, they normally hold evangelistic meetings Easter week, but all of the churches were closed, all of the halls were closed, Right. It was impossible for them to hold meetings in person. So our Hope Channel in Brazil, Novo Tempo, decided right. to hold an online evangelistic series, totally online, nothing right. in person. Do you know, as a result of those meetings, more than 30,000 people requested baptism? More than 25,000 people requested Bible studies. Wow. You say, Derek, that's like Pentecost times 10. Right. So instead of giving up, you know, there's another promise in Scripture that says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my mm -hmm. eye upon you. Mm -hmm. At a time when many people were feeling disconnected, longing for hope, and purpose in their lives, God was able to use Hope Channel to reach them in their homes. And we ended up seeing more people making decisions for Christ, for baptism, wanting to study the Bible than, than we might have seen even in times of ease. So I just am so encouraged that God is able to work good even in the most difficult situations. Oh, okay. Well, give God the praise. You know what? Because no matter what was going through the time, there was hope. And for me, my testimony is, as I said to you before, that that keeps me going. When I, it was really dark and, and you feel that you had no out, outlet and you have nowhere to go. And you just get the encouragement when I put on the, the Hope Channel and was able to go to the Sabbath school or listen to something on the Hope Channel. It just gives us hope to know that no matter what we're going through, there is something bigger than ourselves that could give us joy, that can give Amen. us peace, Amen. that can give us reassurance to know something better is coming for us. And we're not stuck here forever on this earth, because if we have, then there's no sense of being hopeful. But because of, of Jesus Christ, we can say that there is hope. And, and I get that also through the channel. So thank you, Pastor uh, Maurice, so much for sharing, for sharing that with us. We appreciate it. You're welcome. So, as you said, so many things before, there's so much nuggets. I don't know where to start because I, my head is like, oh, <laughs> so many good things here, Pastor Morris. So you tell the audience a little about yourself. So what do you want with this missionary that you're on? What do you want to do, say, for example, just for the young people, for the seniors? Or is it generally you're speaking for the, the whole world to know? So can you just break it down for us so we can have... Sure, thank you, thank you. Mm -hmm. Well, obviously, you know, I only speak one language uh, well. I mean, I understand a couple of other languages a little bit. Mm -hmm. But right. 
when you've got a global team that can speak 80 plus languages, for mm -hmm. example, in India, they're broadcasting right now in 12 languages. Their goal by 2025 is to broadcast in 50 languages in, in India, 50 different languages. That's just in that continent. By the way, there are more than 100 major languages in India alone. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it, it's really amazing. We have, I believe, the gift of tongues where God is giving people the ability to learn and communicate in a variety of languages uh, so the gospel can go to the entire world. Um, uh, what, you know, in answer to your question, you know, what do we do in this situation? I think we keep do doing what Jesus asked us to, to do, which is to go and make disciples of all nations, telling them the truth about Jesus, baptizing them, teaching them to observe all things that he's commanded and to tell them he's coming back soon. And, you know, I just want to share one testimony, Rosalind, if I can. Yes, um, please, Pastor. I just received it. I know, I know you're up in Canada. This right. is happening. This is halfway between you and Canada. It's actually right on the Canadian border uh, in, in Michigan. And I just received this email from uh, Teresa. And I just want, I want uh, the people listening to the podcast to hear how the Holy Spirit leads. Right. Uh, Teresa wrote to me. I just got this note. And she said, last year, at the beginning of the pandemic, I said to my husband, we need to get on our knees and pray. Right. I started reading the entire Bible. And at that time, I turned on the TV and I found Hope Channel. They were talking about the very things I've been reading. Now, mm -hmm. Rosalind, that's supernatural, right? I mean, how yeah. is it that you turn on your Christian television and they're discussing exactly what you were reading in your Bible? So I kept on watching, she said, and eventually... I found Hope Sabbath School. Now, as you know, I'm I'm the host of that interactive Bible study, and that's love why, it very much. Yeah, that's why she ended up writing to me. But now, notice the rest of her note. She said, "I knew I needed to find a church that kept the Sabbath, but I wasn't sure who was open during the pandemic. I would dr drive by the local Seventh Day Adventist church every now and then, but the gates were closed." <laughs> but she says, "I was praying." One day, leaving a parking lot, and I said, I'm going to go by the church again, and praise God, the gates were open. The cleaning lady was there, and I gave her my name and number for the pastor to call. After a lot of Bible studies, visits, and prayers, I chose to be baptized. Thank wow. God for Hope Channel and all that you do. Now, I read that email, Rosalind, and I said, that's a miracle, you yeah. know? But it started with her saying to her husband, right. we need to pray and we need to read our Bibles because mm -hmm. of the troubled days in which we live. And praise God, when she finally found the church open, the right. cleaning lady, Rosalind, not an evangelist or a Bible, a Bible worker, the right. cleaning lady hmm. was used by God Amen. to take the number, mm -hmm. connected with the pastor, and then praise God, for a Holy Spirit anointed pastor who wouldn't right. just ignore this lady, but Amen. studied with her, visited and prayed. That's and right. she chose to make a decision. She was baptized wow. on February 6th in wow. the middle of the pandemic. Hmm. She found hmm. new life in Jesus. 
that but, experience is being repeated over and over again because remember the promise in Romans chapter 8 verse 28 all things work together for good to those who love God Amen. So just to say, Pastor, you know what? It doesn't matter who you are. You don't have to be rich. You don't have to be poor. You can be anyone. at And God will use anyone at any time to yes. tell people of his word and to bring lead people to Christ. So I'm so happy to know that the pastor didn't ignore this woman who is of nothing to them they would see, but to God, she is special and she's a woman. <laughs> And she's a woman that have value and knows the word of God. And she wanted just to share it with somebody else. And someone listened to her and was Amen. able to bring that person to Christ. So praise God for that. Praise God. So, so what do you need volunteers, pastor, to work on this mission that you're on? Or is it totally by the board have to assign someone to work with your mission work that you are doing? So Rosalind, thank you for asking that question. Let me answer it in two ways. Uh, right. Let me answer it um, first as the host for Hope Sabbath School, which I've been doing for 13 years, and then as the president of Hope Channel International, uh, mm -hmm. I've been serving for five and a half years. As, right. as Hope, host of Hope Sabbath School, you, if you've watched the program, you'll notice that I'm not the only one teaching. That's I'm what I love about the Hope Channel. That's what I love about it, yes. I'm mentoring young people. Do you notice that they look like the world. They're, they're men and women of different ages, different ethnic backgrounds. You say, Derek, why do you have such diversity on your Hope Sabbath School? And the answer is because we're reaching the world, right? Yes. So what do we need? Well, what brings me great joy mm -hmm. is when we get emails, and you probably listened to some if you've ever watched the program, from around the world where men and women, all different ages, Especially, it seems, young adults are saying, well, if Stephanie can teach, if Travis can teach, if Jason or Trisha Lee can teach, or Sabina can teach, maybe I could start an in-depth interactive Bible study in my area. Right. They can print out the outline just like we have. I have people translating it into different languages. I just got a note someone translating into Tonga, which is one of the wow. languages in Zambia. Praise Tonga, God. translated into Malay by someone wow. in Malaysia. Awesome. So what's bringing me the greatest joy would be mm -hmm. to see 10,000 teachers teaching an mm -hmm. in-depth interactive class yeah. as a result of watching our program and saying, I think God wants me to do that too. Amen. So we're all volunteers, all of the people on our team. Nobody's paid to be on the team. Mm -hmm. We've been doing this for 13 years, but we don't see ourselves as the end. We're just the beginning of an impact movement that can be multiplied over and over again. In terms of the Hope Channel global network, what we need more than anything is we need people who will pray because the same miracle... Mm -hmm. that started me remember the lady who put that pile of money in an envelope yes and sent it and it arrived the very day actually the morning after my conversion right. we need people who will listen to the holy spirit will pray and say god how can i be part of finishing this mission and let me give you one example we just launched 
a new, our latest channel, Hope Channel Indian Ocean. It's based in Madagascar. It will be producing French programming for Mauritius, Madagascar, Réunion, Seychelles, all of those islands in the mm -hmm. Indian Ocean. Right. But they're a very poor area, and they only had a little bit of funds to, to launch the channel. The, okay. local, the local mission uh, pledged about eight, let me see, what would that be? Five, about 18% of the funds that were needed. And mm -hmm. the local division said, we'll also pitch in a, about 20%. We thought, well, how's this going to get started? Then a couple who heard about the launching of Hope Channel Indian Ocean, it's based in Madagascar, wow. they called me. And they there said, Pastor Derek, we'd like to help. And okay. we, we will pay all of the funds that are needed in addition to, we're glad the local uh, ministry, the local organizations are helping, but we will pay everything else to launch this channel. And I just thought, God, you are so powerful. You mm -hmm. speak he is. by your Holy Spirit. And people sacrifice because they want to be part of something bigger than themselves. And I'm just so encouraged, Rosalind, to see the Holy Spirit, just like he touched this widow in my church many mm -hmm. years ago, right at the time I needed to hear a word from God. Mm -hmm. He's still speaking well, to people's hearts today. Well, you know, as you, as you talk about the widow speaking, the same thing happened with my husband because he, as I had said to you before in my letter, that he, was not, he wasn't an active father that helps and do things for the children, go to church uh, sometimes, not all the time. But in the end, before he passed, he was faithful to the whole And you brought him hope. You brought him clarity that he could have made a decision to follow Christ with help of our pastors in Montreal. So it, the, the Hope Channel usually and do work. I see it and I can be a testimony that I saw. <laughs> Hallelujah. I changed my husband live. I was able to be baptized in our pool, in our backyard, and uh, with our family and friends. So I, I thank you so much, Pastor. Well, Rosalind, on the glorious day when Jesus comes and the dead in Christ rise, uh, I will look forward to meeting your husband, and we will rejoice together with the vast multitude that no man can number from every nation, kindred, tongue, and people who've mm -hmm. accepted the gift of salvation through Jesus, yeah. And um, we'll, we will rejoice together on that glorious day. Amen. Amen. So, so why do you think when people need it, although I give my testimony because I know my husband needed the Hope Channel, why do you think people need to listen to the mission that you're on for, for Christ and to let them know of who he is? Well, well I think that sometimes people say, Derek, um, and, you know, I've, I've been a pastor, a teacher, and now, uh, you know, with Hope Sabbath School, they say, your Bible teaching is very simple. Uh, some, sometimes people think that the truth has to be complicated. Right. If you listen to the teaching of Jesus, mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's not complicated. It's, it's very deep. simple. It, it's deep. It's not mm -hmm. shallow. It's mm -hmm. not superficial. Right. But it's not overly complicated. Mm -hmm. And I think that what our mission is, is to help people, not impress them with how smart we are, right. but to help people to understand the Bible, 
so they can find freedom, healing, and hope in Jesus. And if they hear and they go, I, I understand, I understand you know, what you're saying. That's right. Yeah, Jesus loves me and he wants me to spend eternity with him. And if, if we can say that so that a 10-year-old can understand or an 80-year-old who has little religious training can say, God, is it really true? Could you save a wretch like me who's lived in sin his whole life? And the answer is yes. Yes, God loved the world yes, yes. that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should perish, perish, have everlasting life. but have everlasting life. So Amen. I would just say the need is there. We're not here to try to impress people or confuse them with complicated words. We're going to share a simple message and invite them to accept Jesus and follow him. Amen. So how can we find you, Pastor Morris? Where can we find you? <laughs> well, the easiest place is to go to hopetv.org. <laughs> hopetv.org. Hopetv.org. Yes, hope now, you know, if you go on, you can go to the app store and you can just look for the Hope Channel app. Right. You know, we're, we're, we're in 200 countries around the world. Mm -hmm. So it's being used. You can access... Uh, if you go on the Hope Channel app, which is free, you can access in many different languages the programs of various Hope Channels. But hopetv.org is a place if a person wanted to uh, write to us and ask a Bible question, or there's many resources. But I want to share one of the really powerful resources, Rosalind, that's just come out this, this year. Mm -hmm. and it's, uh, it's, uh, if you just type hope.study. Hope.study. Okay. Hope.study. Uh, hope.study. That's it. Right. Put that in the subject line. Hope.study. Okay. Uh, there, there is a whole variety of um, classes on the Bible, Bible prophecy, health. Oh, wow. Okay. I'll check and, that out. And, you know, tens of thousands of people have been signing up for, okay. free, for free online courses since okay. we launched. So I believe that people are searching, Rosalind. They're searching, yes. even people who listen to your podcast. They're searching for more. And so hope.study mm -hmm. is, is a free resource with mm -hmm. lots of different uh, courses that, that can help us draw closer to Jesus. Awesome. Okay. So Pastor, I recharge, rebuild, and restore this in the name of the podcast. What right. season would you say that you are in right now? So the text, I was thinking about that question um, <laughs> that came to my mind was Isaiah chapter 40, 31, which says, those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. So I guess that's recharge. Recharge, yes. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will yeah. run and not be weary. They will walk and uh -huh. not faint. So, mm -hmm. you know, it, these are challenging times yes. and uh, Jesus is coming soon. Mm -hmm. So this is not a time just to be sitting idly around, right? Uh, so I think uh, that promise in Isaiah 40, verse 31, mm -hmm. is a promise that God can recharge uh, us and give us strength. Amen. And in, also on the, in the community, we always ask someone either to give us a quote, a powerful word, a poem or a song. And I know you can do all. So I'll take all <laughs> or I'll just take two. <laughs> well, you know, my wife... Uh, and I love to compose uh, scripture yes. songs. 
Yes, and yeah. uh, they, we, we sing them all the time. And I'm going to quote one of her scripture songs, but it's actually a song of David, Psalm 27, 13. But let me quote it for you in Psalm 27, 13 and 14. Mm -hmm. It right. says, I would have lost heart mm. unless I had believed I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait mm. on the Lord, be of good courage, and he will strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And I would say, Rosalind, to all of your podcast listeners and, and to you too and your loved ones, in this challenging time, when you might feel or they may feel they're losing heart, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he will strengthen your heart. Pastor Marsha, thank you so much for taking the time. It's a privilege to speak to you. But I have to ask you two things before I go, though. Who is the most um, famous pastor or said popular pastor you have spoken to and which have you visit every continent in the world to tell of the love of God as a missionary? So uh, let, let me answer those questions and then I have a free gift that I would like to give really? to, to your um, podcast listeners, okay? So in answer to your question, uh, the most significant person that I've talked to Oh, my. I've talked to many remarkable people um, who would be the most significant. You know, I've talked to Jesus in prayer. I guess he's the most significant. Yes. Uh, but in terms of, of a mentor for me, I would say Pastor Mark Finley has wow. been perhaps the most significant mentor. And mm -hmm. he was an important encourager to me mm -hmm. when I was pastoring a large church in Florida. Right. Uh, about 12 years ago, he said to me, Derek, uh, just stay open. God may have something else he wants you to do. And here we are now in a global uh, television ministry. So I, I would thank God for Pastor Mark Finley. And uh, so I've been to every continent to preach except Antarctica. And there's not a lot of people there. Though I must tell you, I got an email from a... a South African scientist mm -hmm. who was working in a research facility in Antarctica. So you did do all the continent. And he sent a picture of mm -hmm. a group of scientists watching Hope Sabbath School together on a large screen. Wow. So we had a Hope Sabbath School class right there on Antarctica. And I just was so encouraged. I know there's, you know, not too many people down there, but uh, we're, we're excited to see the gospel message going to the ends of the earth. And I have a free gift, Rosalind. Yeah, I love free like gifts. To give. Um, yes. And I'll give, you, I'll give your listeners the address. You sure. Remember I said hopetv.org? Yes. Well, that's the website, but mm -hmm. it's hopetv.org slash hopess. HopeTV.org slash HopeSS. That's mm -hmm. short for Hope Sabbath School. Mm -hmm. And if you go to the Hope, or you can just Google Hope Sabbath School. If you okay. go to the Hope Sabbath School page, HopeTV.org slash HopeSS, in the middle of the page is a button that says free gift. Okay. If you click on that gift, right. you can download a collection of 12 of my wife's scripture songs wow. that can okay. help you to hide God's word in your heart. Amen. So uh, that's something that not only can your listeners to the podcast enjoy, yes. but they're welcome to share that link with any of their friends. 
Very so well. if they have friends, family members who they want to have them hide God's word in their heart. You've noticed in our podcast, I've been quoting the scripture all the way through. And that's because his word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. So hopetv.org slash hope SS. Click on the free gift button in the middle of the page. And you can download a collection of 12 scripture songs to hide in your heart. That's a gift from Hope Channel. Guys, as you hear what Pastor Morris said, just click on the link and you can get a free gift from Pastor Morris for the Hope Sabbath School. So don't forget to go and like and share and share it to the whole wide world because that's what we are trying to do right now. Pastor Morris, it was a pleasure talking to you. God bless you on your mission to serve the Lord and to tell all of his love to the end of the earth. So God bless you and your family and be well and be safe. Thank you, Rosalind. God bless you too. Have a good night. Bye-bye now. Faith isn't a feeling. It is a choice to trust God, even when the road ahead seems uncertain.